Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today is a way back Wednesday with the Padres and Red Sox wearing uniforms from the 30s. And hosting our program, it's Bob Scanlon, who'd much rather be on set with two men than beneath 50 others. We ended up in a dog pile with 50 guys on top of us. And <laughs> ever been in the bottom of the dog pile? Alongside Bob, it's Randy Jones, who knows all about way back on this way back Wednesday. In the old days, you know, we'd knock a guy down and you get in a fight and you're yelling at each other and cussing each other on the field. And, right. you know, two weeks later, you have to give me having a beer somewhere. You know, <laughs> and that's just the way the game was. And rounding out the crew, it's Derek Togeson, who absolutely loves the 1930s unis. They're so classic. Right. And they're so unique. There's nothing like them. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Bob Scanlon, Randy Jones, and Derek Togerson. <laughs> yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm sorry. Who was that, that last was guy? absolutely beautiful, beautiful day here at San Diego, a beautiful day here at Petco Park. Welcome to Padre Social Hour, a peachy opening, wouldn't you say, gents? Yes. Can we do the whole show in black and white? <laughs> we should do yeah. it black and white. We should talk old timey, well, right? It is. We should be wearing suits and fedoras. PCL is PCL <laughs> night, so why not? Oh, that was awesome. You know, but do we have to awesome. be PC? Hey, Seth Foster, Blooper, great job. Yeah, Thank good you. job, Blooper. That was an amazing Thank you. open. Uh, yeah. I got a tip, tip, the yeah. not hat yeah. I'm wearing too. A lot of help from uh, Nile as well upstairs. Yeah, so now are we allowed to smoke cigars while we're on the set? We got our fedoras on. We got old stogies, right? Let's go old school with it. Absolutely. Hey, great to have you with us. Bob Scanlon, we've got Randy Jones here, Derek Togerson, stolen away from NBC. Glad to have you with us. Padre nice. Social Hour, we want to hear what you have to say as well. This is the Social Hour show. Interact with us. Let us know what you're thinking. Hashtag Padres SH. Yeah. If you want to shoot us a tweet or you can send right us there. an email. Hey, yeah. scan at Cox.net. What are you That's thinking? That's right down there. Hashtag Padres SH. Gentlemen. What do you think? Why are you thinking? Gentlemen. Sir. Yes, sir. Ball game yesterday. Yo. Yes. Did not go the Padres way. No. 5-1 loss. Correct. To the Red Sox. Clay Buckholz just a little bit too much for the boys mm -hmm. after a great out, uh, victory the night before 2-1. Last night's ball game, Randy, what'd you see? I didn't see much. I saw Clemens make a couple <laughs> of mistakes, uh, yeah. not locating, uh, you know, his fastball, and the curveball was very iffy, and yeah. the, the combination just wasn't a good combo. Yeah, and you know that's why a little short night for him. You know, just too many mistakes. You know, and he and he gets away with it for the first three innings, right? You're watching you it, you're seeing yeah. that there's some mistakes being made. You're thinking, okay, how long is he going to be able to get through this? And then all of a sudden, in that fourth it, inning, Derek, you, it, things yeah. things well, start. When you got a, a good hitting team like this, yeah. you know, and, and, and they they they're not blind. They're seeing that he's struggling with location and stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden, you get a little patient. No, not you know, just wait. You know, and sooner or later he made a couple of mistakes in the wrong spot. Yeah. But I knew early, you know, he had a real double play situation. I thought. Uh, early in the game, and I'm waiting for that good little sinker ball that he's got. And he threw the first one about thigh high on the outside part. <laughs> That's not exactly where you want that ground ball pitch. Yeah, and, you know. and, and Derek, against a lineup like this, mm -hmm. you know, well, you as Randy's saying, you don't have a lot of, of, of margin for error, and it's no. just a matter of time before you're, you're going to get burned, even if it's at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, and that's what's interesting about Clemens is his stuff is good enough that he can get away with missing a few couple times, but yeah. when the other team knows – what to look for, and you get that second time through the lineup. You can get to the third time through the lineup, but and they're looking for something in a certain spot. You can't, you can't get through a big league yeah. lineup, especially one as well, good as a Red Sox. For the, for the life that. of me, what I've got, you know, I, I've got to talk to Clemens. You know, I threw a lot of curveballs in my day, and so did you. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know how you're trying to throw a curveball and pulling that seam down, ends up up here. I, how do you do that? Because know. you try to overspin it. At least that was my problem. 
Whenever I try to, well, to more, you, you I, mean, I can't. You, I got to break you try it down. To overspin it, don't spin it all. Exactly. The harder I try to spin that I'm thing, the sorry, more it just I... flips out of my hand and hangs up. Yeah, there. Yeah. And then yeah. you're tipping your pitch in the middle of delivery too, because you're changing something else, trying to get on top of it. I never had that problem. Yeah, you never had that problem. That's why you've got a Cy Young under your belt. That's why your numbers retired. The rest of us mere mortals struggled with hanging curveballs. If there's anything, you know, you see some great young arms. Yeah. But you, it's all about locus the big leagues. This isn't Triple A or Double A. You know, where you just fling it up there yep. and moving around. I mean, you got to hit good spots and be consistent. And, you know, I get frustrated with these guys. They have the talents there, the abilities there. No doubt. Right. But the execution is not. Oh, yeah. And that's the hardest part. You know that. I know that. Yep. But, you know, sooner or later you think you kind of, you know, get the hang of it. Again, understand. you look at Clemens' stuff, and it is really good. I mean, he's got a good fastball. He's got a good breaking ball. He's got a decent, you know, he's got a different, decent sinker. And it just – doesn't translate for whatever I, reason. It's it's really I have it frustrating. Idea. Why don't you pick up the pace a little bit? <laughs> yeah. well, tell you what, we got to pick up the pace right here because we need to go to break. <laughs> We've got a, a big league. All right, we got a big league ball player that's going to come and talk some Good. hardball with us. Good. Adam Rosales is going to join us right here after the break. So we're going to take out of the uh, first segment here a little bit early. But you know what? Good news for you. Beer Fest is coming up. Love Beer Fest. Join the Padres for the final Beer Fest of the season presented by Southwest beer Airlines Fest. this Friday, September 9th. Be at Petco Park for a happy hour. Fest. Starts at 5 p.m. Get a chance to enjoy some live music. $5 beers from San Diego's best breweries. Get tickets at Padres.com slash party. Adam Rosales joining up next right here on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. You see the oldie-timey intro right there. Glad to have you with us, whether you're watching us on the TV or listening to us on the radio. We're going to talk some hardball. We've got a Major League Baseball player with us right now, yes, Adam Rosales. Great to have you on the chair. Great to be here. Oh, great action. to have you, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man. And now it's PCL Day. It's Roberto Clemente Day as well. So we're celebrating a lot of things here. PCL uniforms. I thought you might bust it out for us, big man. Yeah, I mean, I just got done with BP. I was a little late. <laughs> okay, so you're not going to sweat in the, the game. Yeah. I understand. Very nice. So how do the uniforms look? Because I've seen PCL uniforms that are sometimes blue, white, and red. Today we're going to see. They're, they're pretty sharp. I've seen a couple guys got them on in the clubhouse already. Really? A little well, off-white. A little off-white with some stripes. Yeah, pinstripes. And, and, a, black, and really? a, bla a black cat with no logo. Sweet. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. Now, Randy, see, so you never had a, to wear the retro uniforms whoa, when you were playing. Whoa, whoa. I'm retro. just saying. I'm just saying they they, they weren't. <laughs> when you, I, you were wearing the retro. Let me tell you this. At the time, I'm, I'm in Alexandria, Louisiana, in '72 when I broke in. Yeah. And the hand-me-downs. We had the old wool uniforms Ooh, that man. they wore the first year in '69. Crushers. Oh. And you know what? What you, what you want is an itchy wool uniform, and it's on. Yeah. I don't know why they got rid of those <laughs> in Louisiana. That's what I wanted to wear. <laughs> oh, my God. So we know all about the problems that Chris Sale had with the, the retro uniform that one day in <laughs> yeah. Chicago. Have you, have you ever had a problem like that, Adam, where, hey, retro day, the uniforms show up, and you just, sorry, guys, this just isn't happening, nah. either a bad fit or I bad never, look? I never have. I, I don't think Rosie could ever. That's not going to be a problem. <laughs> not a problem. As long as his name's in the lineup, you <laughs> don't care what he's wearing, man. Right? I got no complaints. As long as you're in the lineup, you got your wearity uniform. That's right. Hey, good thing uh, your name was in the lineup uh, two days ago. Game-winning yeah. home run. How yeah. fun was that? That was very a very exciting game. I mean, obviously, Edwin threw an awesome game. Yep. Bullpen came in, came up huge for us. You kidding? That's yeah. an exciting ball game. Even when David Ortiz came up to the plate, two outs. I yeah. mean, I was I had goosebumps. Like, 
my hand, sweat in my glove. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this. Ah, it's pretty, I love it's, it's it. exciting. Well, it's it's exciting. You know, that is cool. I appreciate you sharing that because a lot yeah. of times fans think the players are so jaded that they, they don't enjoy the moments as well. And you're just oh, you describing do. right there. Like, that, that's baseball. That's what uh, it's all about, even I, for the players. I mean, that's you right. know, great to the game that, you know, played the, played the game, played it right, and you get, you get to, you know, one-on-one or whatever it might be. Yeah. That's always exciting. Yeah. I, I think any, any player loves that. I used to love that stuff. Yeah, those are the big moments. That's the stuff that you're waiting for. Now, now on your home run, actually, what'd you get there? Looked like a fastball up a and fast, out over. Yeah, it was nice. a fastball. Were you hunting a piece of cheese right there? Or? Yeah, because yeah, I talked to a couple of guys before, and they're like, you know, Drew's got a great curveball, and yeah. it was like it's tough to lay off of that. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, when he throws a when he, th- he throws it for a strike really well, he can control it. But I'm like, staying on that fastball, staying on that fastball. And yeah. 2-0 pitch, got the fastball. Yeah. Now, what I love also is that after you get a hold of it right there, boom, right. By the way, way to stay behind the ball. (laughs) That's a clinic right there. Are you kidding me? Now, when it leaves your bat, do you know for sure that it's gone? No, I thought it wasn't gone. Is that why you're running full speed around first base and second? I mean, you you hauled (laughs) around there. I want to know your time around the bases. That's what I always try to do. I always try try to hit it like I hit a triple. (laughs) I run around the base. It doesn't matter if it's a base hitter or a home run, man. He's flying. (laughs) See, now, as former pitchers, we always appreciated that effort, didn't we? You you give up the long ball. Hey, man, at least go around the bases fast so I can get the ball back from the umpire (laughs) and and give up another one right away. Yeah, because, number one, you don't don't give you the baseball until you cross home plate, you know. When they're yeah. running, then they give it to you. Yeah. I wanted the thing immediately, so I had to sit there and wait 15 seconds. <laughs> but I, yeah, I was so irritated. I was just, yeah. Yeah, but you only gave up four home runs in your entire career, so you didn't well, have to do well, a whole I lot of waiting, right, Lefty? I've got my share of them. You're lucky <laughs> I wasn't playing speaking, back then. Ah, <laughs> speaking of home runs, this man actually has some experience on the mound, as we do. Ooh, and giving up home runs. Last year, mm-hmm. man. Tell, yeah. tell us about it. A couple of innings well, of pretty work consistent, on the hill. Well, pretty consistent, because I give up. I gave up one home run each inning I pitched, but yeah. that p- I pitched against the Blue Jays in Toronto, and then I pitched against the Yankees at home. <laughs> in, well, at, in Texas, in Arlington, when I was playing for the Rangers. What I like where you're throwing strikes. Yeah, he was throwing strikes, but they're getting man. crushed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, he gave up two hits, both of them long. No, but it's in Texas, right? It's a hitter's ballpark. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. got to be some kind of, yeah, yeah, what, what do you feature on the mound, by the way? You got, you got the heater. So, well, yeah, I got the heater, but that's like right in their, the wheelhouse for oh, all those. Was it a two-seamer or a four-seamer? I like to throw a two-seamer, a little cut sometimes. Ooh. Yeah, and then I, I try to throw a splitty. But that didn't work out too well. It split right out of the park. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the hanging split. <laughs> hanging splitters go a long way, too. Yeah, they do. <laughs> just like sliders. Yeah. Now, are you making stuff up on the mound, or is that something you no, kind of – No, I was just trying to get three outs. Really, to tell you the truth, the slower I threw, the more effective I was. Thank yeah. you. Under Thank you very speed. much. <laughs> I made a living out of that. I saw young. Less is better. So, he's got a chance to pitch. Obviously, this year we've seen him at every single position on the field he as well. Catching. He All catching. infield. The only thing we haven't he's seen is center catching. field. He's not going to catch. And catching. Catcher, yeah. Any yeah. chance? I mean, I warm up the guys, some of the pitchers. Okay. In between innings. So, you hustle out there with the glove and you're, you're, you're yeah. framing it up back there, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's really – kind of an ugly uh, <laughs> performer, <laughs> ugly showing. So, yeah, those oh, pitchers, more than anything, they hope that I don't have to catch. So. Hey, you know, yet you've been around a few years, though. we got a lot of young talent on this ball club. You've been watching them now the last mm-hmm. hundred games. And yeah. Like, to, you know, your assessment and what you see right now. Man, there's been a lot of – I've been really impressed with a lot of the guys. Jankowski, you know, one, one of my favorite to watch. Just uh, the way he carries himself, the way he goes about the game is really professional, especially at such a young – Young age. I mean, Dickerson does a great job too. Just they're always asking questions. They're always wanting to improve, and it's really neat to see. It kind of brings a lot of passion into the game for me as well. 
Yeah, and it's, it's encouraging to us to, that they're asking those questions. I'd the, love to hear that. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly, because oftentimes it's the veteran guy trying to go up to the young guy and say, here's what uh, needs to be done. Yes. And maybe they listen, maybe they don't, but when they're coming up to you asking those questions, and, and what approach do you take, Adam, when you, with some of the young guys? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the best uh, I could do is just listen to them and – you know, I know Shimpy always asks me about ground balls. He likes the way I approach a ground ball, so he always <laughs> he's always asking me about that. Um, just simple questions and things that I'm like, oh, that's kind of, you know, kind of basic. But um, yeah, I just try to give them my the fundamental. But then again, I always ask them questions too, kind of see where their where their minds at, what they're what they're thinking. It's kind of it's it's a cool relationship. Now being kind of a veteran player on my, on my side, it kind of kind of happens quick before you know it. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. <laughs> That's so true. Hey, Roberto Clemente Day right now, and I was going to ask uh, the, the couch guests this, but while you're here, I'm just curious from your perspective and Me Mexican culture, you're born here in the United States, but I'm just wondering, do you have any connection with any particular Latin players or any Latin player as we're celebrating Roberto Clemente today that, that as a kid you grew up watching or that you would have wished you'd got a chance to see? Uh, no, no, I mean, not like any – Buddy, that stands out really. I mean, I love the stories, you know, Roberto Clemente, all those guys, sure, all the the Latin story. But I don't. Well, who'd you follow uh, as a kid? I followed Sean Dunstan of the Cubs, you okay. know, a lot. But I mean, well, the well, only we only see, guy. He might yelling at me when I was with the Cubs. He, he might have been that guy out. He might have been. He's yelling. Get somebody out. Yeah, Sean could flat out pick it over there. Yeah. And he threw about 110 miles an hour over to first base. Yeah, I love, I love, I love watching him play. Yeah. I mean, some of the Latin guys on the Cubs at that time, what, Sosa? I mean, Sammy Sosa was the only. Hector Villanueva? Hector Villanueva was a catcher. Yep. But I can't think of too many other. Luis Salazar was over at third Luis base. Luis Salazar. All right, now you're, now you're bringing back. Well, remember, he's a Cubby. So yeah, you know, I'm thinking he, back he, of all he, my he's teammates. He's blitzing you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you ask me, I'm like a deer in headlights. I don't know who was on the team. <laughs> Yeah. So how do you handle it with the, with the young guys? Because they come to the ballpark each day, and some of them, Randy, you, you maybe never went through this, but a lot of the young guys go, they just want to make sure their name is on the lineup card or is on the roster on a daily basis. That's and right. Are, as a veteran guy, are you able to sort of calm them down a little bit and say, hey, you're here, you deserve to be here, and here's what we need to work on? Yeah, I mean, the, the best I can, but, I mean, honestly, the way that they've approached it, these young guys, like they're ready to come play every day whether they're in the really? lineup or not. Like it just, I get that vibe from them. Yeah. And the energy that they bring into the clubhouse is pretty yeah, exciting. And I, and I think the coaches and their approach, you know, to working with them, whether yeah. it be AZ or any of the guys, you know, I, I, I think they, you know, they, they get the best out of them right now. Yeah, I mean, and like they have really good routines too. I mean, definitely the coaches help with that. But they just, they come, they, they're, they're here to work. It's like, it's good to see. The only thing that young guys – haven't experienced, I mean, because they've seen different things, and as you said, they're well-prepared, but none of them have played here in September, at least a lot That's of them true. have. That's yeah. true. As far as physically and mentally, a little bit of a tester for them in terms of, hey, man, it's, it's not over in August anymore. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I mean, it's, I think it's a tester for all of us. You know, you get through August, you're like, all right, kind of kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing, but then you're like, all right, you gotta, you got to bear down here. These, this next month's very important. Yeah, but yeah. these veterans have another gear. They take you to another level, you know, in September. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I really buy that too. Well, and yeah. you're going to have to today. David Price on the mound. Got to turn up a different level. I mean, you guys are facing some pretty tough pitching. Are you in the lineup? I'm not in the starting lineup, but I'll sneak God. in there. He's somewhere. got he's got to right, win it right. coming off the bench. He's <laughs> okay. got to be the hero in the, in the eighth or ninth out of the bullpen. <laughs> does uh, Does Andy do a good job though? I'll let you know, give you a heads up maybe the night before him, and you're going to be in the lineup tomorrow, or is it you got to come in and check it? You got to come in and check it. I mean, and, and I'm fine with that. Like, uh, yeah. I, I think you, you got to be ready to play every day. You got to be you got to show up to the ball field. Know that you're ready to go every day. Yeah, no doubt. Because anything can happen. Rosie. I mean, anything yeah. can happen too. You, 
Well, you know what? What I love about you, you come to you come to the ballpark, you work hard, but you're having fun. Yeah, there's no yeah, question. That yeah. is so true. He's, never, he's never lost sight of the, what baseball is still <laughs> all about. And neither did I. I had a blast. When I got, got on, get my uniform, I just had a blast. I was a kid again. You know, I don't care what, what your age is. You're just a kid again. Yeah, I'm telling you. especially you mentioned it with Adam because I'm walking in today, and you're out in the outfield shagging, you know, getting some live workout falls off. The, and you come in and you take this route, and you make a nice shoe string, string catch, and you got this huge smile on your <laughs> face. And I'm just thinking <laughs> – He's having a great time out there. Yeah. He's having fun, even in batting practice. I just so couldn't believe I caught it. <laughs> 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 He's like, man, I can't believe I made that play. All right. Hey, Adam, appreciate the time. Yeah, great talking with you. Yeah. Love it. It's Keep fun. up the great yeah, work, buddy. and uh, look forward to seeing you winning the game tonight late in the ballgame. I'm planning on it. I'm All right. wait to see you in your PCL uniform. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that too. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, Adam Rosales was our guest today. Great to have him with us. And uh, we're going to take a break right now. We'll come back. We're going to talk some more Padres baseball. Maybe talk a little bit of Cy Young, some more about Roberto Clemente. Mm. And the PCL as well. Cholula on cap, real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. More Padres Social Hour coming up. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. It is old time day. PCL, in fact, we've got a tweet. Always love uh, your interaction, and then the question actually because is because we talk about old time Twitterers that we talk about. Exactly, we're talking about yeah. games from the '30s. Well, yeah. you know, this is we're, we're playing the modern day, but we're flashbacking a little bit. Right. So oh, we're, are we're we? communicating the way we can. Uh, do we have a, a tweet from somebody? We do. Hey, nice touch, Seth Foster. Blooper, well done with the way back Wednesday intro. Good stuff. Why aren't you guys dressed the part, huh? How come? Oh, no stop! Today? Now, come come on. on. No, you know, nah. Well, he didn't tell us he was going to be doing that. Randy doesn't play it, by the way. He, he doesn't. Yeah. You're He's not too all cool about for that. The but I tried to get Randy like to dress up, and he wouldn't. So well, you didn't tell. Yeah. You, you, Bluebird didn't tell us that he was going to be doing something really cool like that to kind of set the mood and get us all into it. No, Had he up. done that, I'd have, show, I'd have shown up in the, s- the suit with a little press in the hat Believe and the whole double-breasted suit yeah. and everything. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the best old-time day that I was ever a part of was in San Francisco, and the reason it was so cool. And unfortunately, the Cubs didn't participate. We had our regular uniforms on. But what they did is they didn't have any PA system or anything. They had people around the stadium with megaphones announcing the lineups, oh, announcing cool. the play and everything. Yeah, so th- they really got into it. That it is kind of cool. fun. So, but I'm looking forward to seeing these PCL uniforms tonight. Yeah. Don't have a ticket yet. Game starts at 610. Come on down. We've got a lot of pregame ceremonies. We're going to be celebrating Roberto Clemente. We're going to be celebrating PCL. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, stuff uh, to, to be a part of in today's ball. A lot, of, a lot of baseball history Absolutely. here in San Diego. Hashtags Padres SH if you want to uh, interact with us right here. We'd love to hear what you have to say. I want to wrap up with uh, yesterday's game first for a minute, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Ryan Schimpf, another home yeah. run. What is the deal with this guy? Is, is he legit? Is he going to continue to put up these power numbers because he did I'm not get fooled on that cold fastball out over? Watch this jump, by the way. A little bit too soon. The ball hung up on him a little bit. <laughs> <I think. laughs> that was for show, man. He just jumped for show. He didn't have a chance. Now, let me ask you guys. I've seen guys do that before. When you're a pitcher and you see your outfielder do something like that, you get just a little bit perturbed at him going, dude, don't, come on. No. My favorite one's when you really give up one and your left fielder up, don't even turn around. <laughs> they just stand there. <laughs> they, they keep looking. They still got their hands on their knees. They don't even turn around to look. So we got to give credit right here. At least he, he makes an favorite. effort. I mean, it's, it's eyewash because he jumps, you know, and five seconds. And then the ball's <laughs> just stayed in shape. Yeah. Good job. So but, right, you know, he could have jumped strength, again. I'll tell you. Um, you know, in watching his swing, though, yeah. I mean, I, ideal swing. I, you know, he'll hit a mistake, pretty consistent, I think. I think it's uncanny that, uh, you know, what, two-thirds or 80% of his hits are for extra bases or a home run. Yep. Not big on the single, in other words. 
But, Ryan you know. Schimpf has caused a problem for the Padres. Here, and it's a good problem. Sure. It's a good problem I to agree. have. No, I because agree they really don't know what this guy is. Like like talked about earlier on the show in the week. He came out really hot, and he kind of had a dry spell. I think the teams are starting to see tape. They're starting to get a bit of a book on him. They're adjusting to him. Now they see if he can adjust back. And if he can adjust That's back, the key, man. if he can do that, then you've got yourself a legitimate 30 home run guy. He's not going to hit more than 230, 240. But if you can be that guy, if you can drive in, you know, 95, if you can hit 30, if you can have an OPS in the 800-900 range, by all means put that guy in the lineup every day. Skins, I knew this guy was kind of unique and interesting. I'm watching the hitting by the batting cage okay. a week ago. And uh, so I went up and said hi to Shimp. And he uh, looks at me and goes, hey, let me ask you something. I said, yeah. And he goes, uh, if you were pitching, how would you pitch me? Love that question. And, and That's I, good. I just grinned and I, <laughs> I cracked up. I said, well, first thing I do is I throw you two off-speed breaking balls right. to leave them in the inside part of the plate and let you pull them foul. Get ahead in the count. Yeah, two, two quick strikes. And I said, and then and, and, but I'm, I'm definitely getting <laughs> you out on the outside black. That's where I'm going to get you out. Right. I'm going to make you go the other way. But you better keep it down. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, my. You know, you ever seen a guy? And I got some one thing, you know, one thing about a mistake hitter. But, I mean, throughout all of his at-bats, I, I just I love his approach and what he's doing. He's grinding. He's working. Yeah. You, you know, know what's interesting to me also, and we've talked a little bit about this, but his mechanics are pretty solid. In other words, yep. he doesn't just take advantage of mistakes up in the zone. It's not as though, okay, great, he's hitting the cookie. Everybody is supposed to do that. Some of the pitchers that he's hit out have been pretty darn good pitchers' yeah. pitches. I've consistency in his swing and his technique, fundamentals. Right. You know, I don't, you don't see him flying open on a certain pitch or, or things. Yeah. He, he, he stays right there, and, you know, and, you know we – we watch a hitter maybe a little bit differently than anybody else, right. and we will. And that's the one thing that impressed me about him. If I had to pitch to him, you know, thinking, well, he's what, even off-speed pitch, he's not going to fly. Well, he's got a lot of backside drive too. For a guy who's as little as he is, he really stays behind the ball well, and he yeah. generates a lot of bat speed through that strike zone. And you brought up an interesting point. You said the Padres have a dilemma on their hands in a good way because they've got too many second base now, presumably with. Corey Spangenberg coming back. Right. Well, is Spangenberg even in the conversation anymore? Yes. Well, I mean, look at look at his injury history. You look at well, he wasn't producing hey, that much when he was still healthy. Is I mean, is Corey Spangenberg the forgotten man now? Well, that's my question. Is it, it, let's say he's not. Let's say he comes back and he's healthy and he can be the leadoff hitter that they were looking for him to be. Do you need one anymore now that you've got Jankowski? In other words, what? What do you want to see out of your second baseman? Is it more important to have that kind of pop, maybe a little bit less defense? Is he going to play second base? Or are you going to trade Salarte and move him to third? That's another thing to take into consideration. I wouldn't have any problem at all with putting Ryan Schimpf at third base, putting Corey Spangenberg at second base, trade Salarte for some value. We don't, we don't know what position Schimpf is going to play. He played third base in, in the minor leagues quite a few times. You, you, don't, you don't know where he's going to be on the I infield. I haven't seen him at third base here, have we? I've not no. seen him at third base you, personally. You haven't, so. you haven't had a reason to put him at third base yet. And also, then I don't think that's in the thought process. Not in mine. It hasn't been yet. You plant plant the seed. It's in, it's, <laughs> I just, I just, it went inception on Randy. Going, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> okay, so we, we, there's been some discussion also about moving some guys around on the infield, right? So, mm -hmm. and if that happens, maybe Will Myers isn't over at first base. Maybe you put somebody else at first base, Myers to the outfield. I mean, there have been all kinds of different oh, don't seeds. Go don't, don't, don't do that. Don't don't do that. No, no, I'm not advocating. I know, being an advocate. To anybody on. who's advocating that, I am simply no. Don't Will Myers is an all-star at first base. He's comfortable at first base. Leave Learn the alone. position well. Leave, leave him. That's the one thing, the one guarantee you have. That's your one sure thing in this entire lineup and is that guy at first base. Don't screw yeah. with that. And to your point, he is one home run away from being a 2025 man this season. 25 home runs, 25 stolen bases. We've not seen that very much out of Padres. In fact, we've never seen a 30-30 guy in the history of the organization. 
Does he have a chance to actually do that this year? Uh, of course he has a chance. Okay. So yeah. you think he can come up with uh, five more bombs before the end of the season? You I look do. You look at how if he gets on a hot streak like he was right before the All-Star break, yeah. absolutely he can do I that. Agree. He's proven yeah. it. Yeah. I, there's, there's always a possibility. Especially in you know, September, you know, you know we like, remember we got a lot of home games in September. But I think overall he's going to get some young pitchers and, you know, he's going to get some well, pitchers. Well, the other thing is, too, they, they're playing a lot of teams in the division, a lot of games against the Giants, a lot of games against the Dodgers, a lot of teams, teams against teams who are in contention. Is he going to see anything to hit the rest of the year? Yes, he will. You know, because it's good. I, I, I'd imagine other teams looking at that going, just don't let that guy beat you. We'll, we'll, That's we'll, the guy we'll, on my list. We'll deal with everybody beating, else. Right? He's not going to get a whole lot to hit. He, he's not going to see many mistakes. I'll put it to you that yep. way. He's hey, going to have to earn them. We've got a tweet. Somebody wants to chime in. We love it when people chime in. Hashtags Padres SH. And we've got Scrapbook Girl. Hey, my son Randy Jones is standing here watching. They're right here behind me, uh, <laughs> named after Randy Jones, and they share really? a birthday. Wow. Yeah. Hey, all right. Very really? cool. Well, Same I'm birthday, I'm too. Uh, I didn't Same want to meet Randy well. Jones. There he job. is. There's and it looks Hi, like Randy. he's wearing a PCL jersey also. He's looking yeah, good. Nice. Right, right there behind me. There Very is. nice. Uh, there you go. Very hey, cool. thanks for coming out, Randy. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Very nice. Now, does he inherit the, the nasty sinker and change up to go with it? Just yeah, well, by Randy, you lefty or righty? Righty? Sorry, Randy. They're mirror images. They're mirror images of each other. Good change up. All right. Good job, man. Okay, so speaking of the home runs, because you're saying no problem. He's going to get the five more home runs. No, I'm saying he has the, the chance to. You see, sounded fairly I confident he has, about it. You, you kind of said, out like, you oh, said yeah, does no he problem. have a chance? I said, sure, he has a chance. But okay. again, is he going to see anything to hit? Right. Does he have the ability to? Absolutely. Right, he, he does. They're not going to pitch around the second baseman. No, we're talking about Myers. We're talking about Myers? Yeah, yeah. Myers trying to get to the 33 oh, mark. Yeah. No, he did. That's we'll going to be happens. tough. It's going to be tough to get five more dingers. They're going to, you know, he ain't going to beat me. I think he, I, right. I'm not challenging him personally. No, I'm, I no. wouldn't give him squat to hit. So let me exactly. ask you guys I'm this: sorry. There's not been a 30-30 guy in three years. It's been one of the longest stretches in, in baseball history of not having a 30-30 guy. Part of that is because home runs are down over the last five years. 26% drop off in home runs in Major League Baseball. I think we have a little bit of an idea why that might be, right? Mm -hmm. With some of the added testing that's come in. Now there's been a jump this year. Home runs are back up this season. I guess my question to you guys is why the sudden drop off in home runs and this year more home runs than we've seen in the last three or four years? Why? Why, why is it all of a sudden well, starting to This will take a while for an explanation, but I think, no, I think it's, it's generational. It's simple. It's Okay, you go with yours if it's yeah. simple. I'll go, I'll go got, more in depth. Well, you, you know, once everybody got a PEDs and everything else, right. you know, and you get, it's got a drop off, you know, especially, you know, like the last half of the year, you get a little fatigue and not as many home runs. Production is going to be down. And now with the transition – the hitters are kind of stabilized, but the pitching, I think the pitching has really struggled this year. You know, I think they're getting a lot more opportunities. These guys can hit 95 to 98 miles an hour. I don't care how hard you throw. If you don't hit it, put it in a good spot, you know, they're going to turn on it. And I think these guys are just turning on mistake after mistake. That's, and I want to follow up with that in just a second. But, Derek, do you have a different take on why we're seeing more home runs this season? Well, I think it's generational. I think you see you get, you have cycles in baseball throughout history. You see in the 40s, it's a lot of offense. 50s and 60s, it goes down to more pitching. And then they cycle it back up to more offense and then down to more. It, you see because all the kids and their dads are going, you want to make it to the big leagues, they need pitching, you're a pitcher. And then they have pitching dominated. So all the kids, the little league coaches going, they need bats, they need bats. That's the quickest way to get to the big leagues. You see how all these hitters come around. So it kind of goes like this. 
So let me ask you, because Randy brought up a point about facing 95 to 98, and it seems like there's been this trend now where every bullpen's got four or five guys that does this, and it was mm -hmm. overpowering for a while. Is it possible that hitters are now actually getting used to seeing they, they 95, are. 98 consistently it's, out of the pen? It's not as overpowering it's not, as it it's used not to be. It's not. Maybe. Can you see it all the time? They don't okay. care. I mean, if you, if you throw 96, 98 miles an hour in a good spot, you know, it's just as effective as, as 85, to be honest with you. But it, when you throw 95, 96, just challenging guys right here. Right. You're Andrew Kastner. They're just taking full turns yeah. on you. Yeah. I mean, they're pulling it foul. Well, how many guys, and when, when you were playing, how many guys when you were playing could you say could throw, could sit at 95, 96? How many, how many Craig Kimbrels were there out Two. there? Might have been two in the league. Yeah, there yeah. weren't that many. I mean, it and, was really And John DiAquisto didn't know where it was going. And so. nowadays, right. you've got every every bullpen has two. So, Randy, would you have been you know? even more effective in this era now with so many guys I, throwing 9,500? You coming in below hitting I speed? I would have had a blast. <laughs> I would have had a field day. There's no way in the world you get a five-man rotation. And right. All you're seeing is 95 to 98. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the third start, you throw me in there. How, how does a hitter adjust to that? You can't. And why would they, to be honest? If, as long as I don't make mistakes and I hit good spots, right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be effective. It's almost like facing the knuckleballer that one day. It's like, okay, That's fine. Right. He's going to get me out. I'm not right, going to worry whatever. about it. So just just I, to survive. I had a couple. <laughs> I remember Philadelphia, four to nothing. It's a fourth inning. Yeah. And, and I went out, and, and I think I threw four pitches in the fifth. And I, and I ran up to the mound going, have these guys already conceded? Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's what I felt when I ran up the mound. I go, these guys know they're not going to get four runs off me. Yeah. And it really was. I mean, I just kind of went through the rest of the game and won four to nothing. But In an but hour and six minutes. Well, it was an hour and 45 probably. You know. <laughs> he was doing but the Jedi mind trick on him. <laughs> <right>? Seriously. <Yeah. laughs> but, I mean, you, you know, sometimes it's just, it's just amazing, you know. And I, and I think even today, uh, and it's going to happen, yeah, that fool philosophy, you're going to get that one starter of the five, little off speed, I don't care, you know, a veteran guy or whatever it might be, going to go in and dazzle him, and he's going to be really effective in that spot. And the following up on what you said, too, is, and go back to what I was saying about the, the youth, and you've seen it with your kids, I see it with my kids, you, you got so much velocity at younger ages, they're getting it earlier, so they're conditioning to it and learning how to hit it at an earlier age as well. Yeah, the force is strong with the young ones, right. no doubt. The force, the force is, is strong, strong here, because Randy, you know where I'm going with this. It's time for a break. We're going to come back, we're going to talk some more baseball, but right now we've got to talk Star Wars. It's break time. Go. Yeah, Star Wars is here. I mean, Love it. Mommy Star Wars awesome. Day, actually. The Force is strong at Petco Park, and it will be. Backed by popular demand is Star Wars Day this Thursday, September 8th. Purchase a special theme game ticket package to receive a Jedi Andy Green bobblehead added to the collection. Tickets available exclusively at Padres.com slash theme games. Padres Social Hour. Stay with us. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. If you want to talk Padres, you came to the right place. Padres Social Hour. Welcome back. Hashtag Padres SH if you want to join the conversation. And we're going to change things up a little bit on the couch. Are we? Coming to, yeah, we're calling in the right-hander <laughs> from the bullpen. Bell! Bill Center. The, the lefty. I'm just Are you left-hander? Yeah. I'm actually ambidextrous. Really? You're oh, amphibious? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> You're ambidextrous? I write everything with my right hand and throw with my left. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. And I was Ricky, I was like Ricky Henderson, hit from Which, the right uh, side. Now, do you remember Greg Smith used to pitch here and he could pitch with both yeah. hands? Yeah. 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 I played with that guy. His locker was right next to me. I had this funky glove. I go, what do you do with that? He goes, I pitch with both hands. Yeah. Like, Seriously? I had a kid in college because he was Kern Percival. Yeah. And he's ambidextrous. That's, a, that's it, amazing. And he really had good stuff from both sides. Really? I went, I went dang. You thought he'd be really a lot better at one side? Right. 
You know what cracks me up is how few umpires understand the rule of the pitcher has to choose which hand so that the hitter can decide because you see these games that are being played where yeah. the pitcher goes back and so forth and the switch Some of that video is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, actually the pitcher is supposed to choose which hand. Right. And then the hitter can make his decision. <laughs> All right. I like that. We have Bill here right now because he's the team historian. We want to talk about the Pacific Coast League. It's PCL Day. Bill? 80 years ago this, uh, this year. Talk to us about it. I mean, there's a, there's Minor a League long-standing history. Minor right. Yeah. Lane Field, yep. foot of Broadway, and now right now it's a parking lot. They're gonna—they've uh, turned it into a park. But uh, yeah, 80 years ago, it was classified as Double A back then because there was no Triple A, and uh, Pacific Coast League was also known as the Major League of the West. So yeah, when when did when did they get like you know like the D League, C League? Yeah, that's that started to die out after World War II. Okay, okay, but back. In the 30s, the highest grade was AA because that was just below the major right. leagues. But, yeah, the, the Padres opened at Lane Field, played there from 36 through 57, moved to Westgate, Westgate Park, Park and, Mich and uh, Mission Valley, where, where right now where Fashion Valley is, and then the, the major league Padres moved to, uh, to San Diego Stadium. And you know what's amazing, and I didn't realize this until just recently, there was actually history for the Padres prior to that, before coming to San Diego. They were actually in Sacramento originally, then they bebopped up to Salt Lake right. City. Yeah. And, and then LA. Hollywood. The, the Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood Stars. Stars. Hollywood Stars. Before yeah. they got here. Yeah. Bill, I, I didn't realize Bill Lane that. moved to, You know, one of the main... Uh, the Lane Field was built by the work, WPA, the Works Projects Administration, during the Depression. And almost all... Everything that the WPA built had a name like Aztec Bowl or Memorial Stadium. And here in San Diego, somehow Bill Lane got his name <laughs> on the ballpark. He was uh, Before they had cor corporate well, sponsors? Yeah. Very, I mean, it was yeah. really an amazing. Very influential. Well, right. if you're the owner of the ball club, it doesn't, doesn't hurt, <laughs> right? One of my favorites. I mean, it was a wooden structure, very yeah. old. So in 1957, when Westgate Park opens and they're tearing down Lane Field, they had brought in a demolition team and several of the old, you know, the balls, the iron balls to knock it down. Yeah. And the first time the iron ball struck it, it just created like a domino effect in the entire grandstand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were just great. being held up by hey, uh, chewing gum and I some still, tape. I still have some splinters in my fanny <laughs> from the uh, right field grandstands at the... Uh, I remember Lane Westgate. Field. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. And, and Westgate Park was great. And what yeah. precipitated that move down to San Diego, in part, was he was paying rent at the stadium that the Angels were using up in Los Angeles at the time. Wrigley Field. And yeah. In Wrigley Field, That's and they right. doubled his rent. Right. Yeah. He said, doubling my rent? I'm out of here. Right, and he I'm moved. I'm yeah. going to San Diego. Thank God they did it. Otherwise, we might not have Padre baseball today. Yeah. So, Bill, what, what was the transition? I mean, first of all, 1936, they start playing baseball here right. in San Diego at Lane Field, and they win uh, the, the championship in 1937 in large part because... Playoffs, because of Ted Williams. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, straight out of Hoover High to the outfield of the Padres in 1936, and then 37, he was a, a, a fixture. I mean, he was a really good player. Uh, when he joined the Padres in, in 36, he was 10 years below the league average in the PCL, <laughs> and, wow. he was, and he was three and a half years the youngest player in the league. Wow. He was 17. That's incredible. That is pretty amazing. Right. And he dominated. He was here for two seasons? Two seasons, right. And then, right. And then the, uh, the Red Sox actually got into Williams because the Padres had another star player named Bobby Doerr, and the Red Sox sent a scout out to look at Bobby Doerr, and the scout saw Ted Williams say, hey, you might not want to take Door if you, if you <laughs> yeah, take it. Yeah, but Ted Williams right. did. So it was a it was a group sale to the Red Sox. Padres got some players and thirty five thousand dollars in cash back, which at that time was 
a lot it's of a money bank, in building yeah. the pocket. So they were with the Boston Red Sox at that time, but then they changed. At some point, they were with the Cleveland Indians. They were also right. a representative of the Phillies, I believe, towards the end of the the Won the championship in, with the Phillies affiliate in 1967. Okay. But their, their best years were in the mid-60s. They won the PCL title in 1954 in one of the really great games here. But in the mid-60s, they became the Reds' farm team. And yes, like, I was going to say. Tony Perez was the MVP. Of I the remember Pacific. talking to Tony when, you know, playing here. Well, I was going to ask you, Randy, if some of the guys that maybe were playing on that Padres PCL I just, team. I just remember talking to Tony Perez yeah. and stuff, and it was like one of the all-star games on the Boston. Yeah. Mentioned, well, said, were you playing in San Diego before you played? <laughs> and he started laughing because I did, man. He goes, that, that's where I played. So what was his, his impression of it? Did they have a good time playing? Well, he loved it, okay. yeah. Great it was a great place to be. Yeah. Westgate Park Diego, was a man, beautiful ballpark. Really? Uh, yeah. The it funny was. thing about Westgate Park is the, the the ballpark and the clubhouses were designed by two different people. The ballpark was absolutely beautiful, cantilevered roof. The original clubhouse, the guy who designed it saw that there were nine players playing and designed the clubhouse <laughs> for nine, nine guys. cubicles. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds very minor league. That does sound like the minor league. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I think that's and they great. only had a sh- like maybe two shower heads in the whole place, <laughs> <laughs> but only one of them worked. That's wonderful. <laughs> well, but, I mean, in addition to Tony Perez, they had Tommy Harper. They had Lee May. They had uh, Tommy Helms played here, mm-hmm. Don Pavletic. They had their, that was a great Chico Ruiz, uh, great minor league team, uh, yeah. probably – Honestly, probably that minor league team was a little bit better than the 69 Padres. I think you know, all my stories of, you know, reminisce about the PCL and everything was Whitey Wiedelman. Yeah. Talking oh, absolutely. All those years with Whitey. and Fixture. Yeah, and, and we'd always come around to, you know, how we got his little stump finger and everything else and all the stories, and Whitey always had one. Yeah. You know, oh, always had one. So the team actually finds out it's going to be a big league team in 67, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 68. I'm sorry, 68. Right. But isn't there a season where they actually know ahead of time? Right. Like, hey, they we're going to become a big league actually club? The last minor league season played at San Diego Stadium as sort of a lame duck minor league team. And that's Jack Murphy. Uh, th- th- I mean, right. It eventually becomes Jack become Murphy. Jack Murphy became Qualcomm, and which, right. But they played, the last minor league season was like, in this huge <laughs> stadium with three and 4,000 people, which wasn't a whole lot different than the first couple of years of the Padres. Say, I can't remember that. Yeah. So what was the sense of the fans at that point? I mean, they go from being a AAA fan base to a big league fan base overnight. And uh, You know, is there an initial attachment to the team? Do they still recognize them? Is it like this is our PCL team that's now in the big leagues? Or how was that sort of received? I think that it was the transition was a little rougher than they expected because I think the Padres expected their fan base just to automatically move over. Sure. Well, the prices change yeah. now. <laughs> minor detail, right? right? Even back then, the yeah. prices changed a lot. And, and it drove – I mean, they actually – Westgate Park drew larger crowds for some of those Padre games – than San Diego Stadium drew in the first years for the major really? leagues. Really? Wow. And were there any players that, that you know of that transitioned from that 68 PCL team and were actually on the, the Padres' the major, major league, league team the, the next year? year? No, it was no. a completely different because that they did a, they did a draft. So yeah. all those players belonged to the Phillies. I was going to say, they, right. they had another affiliation. Right. Yeah. So they all moved on, and uh, none of them came to the, the major league Padres. Randy, did you do a tour of duty in the PCL? No. You missed it completely. Yeah, I, I was fortunate. See, I got a Texas, chance to spend Texas a, League right to the big league. Yeah, I had a big chunk of my career spent in the PCL. And you know, I was bummed because, of course, from early seventies. Yeah. You know, our, our PCL team was in Hawaii. 
Well, right that's on. what I wanted to lead up to to see if you had any of those Hawaii trips because, Bill, I didn't. The, the Hawaii was in the PCL right. at that Hawaii, time. Well, Hawaii was the Padres farm team in the PCL. Yeah, and they were. Tony Gwynn played in Hawaii. Be like a week-long trip over there on the oh, road I, trip? Right. I, I could give you some stories. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, it's beautiful. It was more than just eating pineapple and sitting on the beach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of baseball mixed in between. Well, Doug Rader, when he was a manager over there, some great stories. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Bill, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Great Guys, to get the update you know, on the PCL baseball. And we see you in a, a couple break. days. Yeah. I'll see you in a couple days. We'll see you back on the couch soon. Right Look now we got to take a break. When we come back, more Padres Social Hour. But before that, USB Charger Night. It's another baseball night in San Diego. All-fan giveaway on that night. It's this Saturday when the Padres take on the Rockies. All fans in attendance will receive a Padres-themed USB charger presented by T-Mobile. So get your tickets today at Padres.com. More Padre talk, more baseball talk, more Roberto Clemente talk. We come back right here on Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour, hashtag Padres SH. If you want to shoot us a tweet and be a part of the show, we'd love to have your input. Right now, it is time to have the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. But before we do that, we got to mm. take a look at the lineups. Yes, sir. He looks really good in that chair, though, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the Man. few, I think, that he fits in. Yeah. I like it. It's got a nice high well, back. Yeah, My head's not bobbing yeah. off. I wish the exactly. airlines would have yeah. these. You know, I bet United Airlines actually has these, these comfortable seats. I think we should. You know what? On their, on their transatlantic, maybe a trip to Bora Bora or something like that. Well, they're, they're get one of those. I wish you had a social hour day at your homes and we pick out our own seats. I, I have no problem with that. Let's pick out let's our call, seats. You let's can pick call Jerry out. and let's talk about it. Let's well, do it. Right now I'm sitting in my United Airlines first okay, class seat. Let's get to the lineups right here. The starting lineup is brought to you by United Airlines. Proud partners of the San Diego Padres. Here's what we got. John Jay in right field. Luis Sardinius over at shortstop. Will Myers at first base, right where you guys want him. Down here over at the hot corner. Alex Dickerson's covering left field. Derek Norris behind the dish. Brian Schimpf, home run. In uh, yesterday's ball game, is going to be over at second base. Travis Jankowski is patrolling center. And, of course, Jared Kozart on the mound. Now it's time for the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. And things are getting a little bit interesting. Once Blooper starting to feel the pressure. Blooper was up by almost 20 and maybe more yeah. at one point. I knew it was going to happen. It is down to 10. He is sweating. He is looking in the rearview mirror. He is panicking over there. And the couch actually won yesterday by choosing Hector Sanchez. He chose Travis Jankowski. Mm-hmm. And not only did the couch win, couch gets first pick today. Derek, who are you going with? We talked about him already. Give me Will Myers against the lefty David Price. Will Myers yes. wow. against the lefty David Price. Yes. Not a bad choice. Huh. Makes sense to me. I mean, me. David Price is pretty tough, but you know what? Will Myers, he's a- been And I know I already said that he's probably not going to see anything to hit the rest of the year, but <laughs> I don't want any of the left-hander <laughs> against, against well, David Price. Well, not only that, but by doing that, you just got into Blooper's nugget big time because he always picks Will Myers if he's available. Well, Blooper, or he's Travis available Jankowski. anymore. John you are Jay, panicking. back in the lineup. John, John Jay. Jay. I like it. I knew it was going to be John Jay. <laughs> That's I a good call. It. Not a bad call. Hey, yeah. that's a good matchup right there. That is yeah. a good matchup. We'll, we'll see what I'll happens. take that. But I, I, I see the sweat dripping down Blooper's face right now. I'm scared. We're going to get you a, uh, a special fan towel to keep you dry over Thank there, buddy. Thank you. You might, you might There's collapse. no single digits. We'll see what happens. Hey, yeah. that's our Supercuts head-to-head challenge. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got some more baseball talk. I want to talk Let's Roberto Clemente with you gentlemen. Nice. All right? Hey, Supercuts at Supercuts, they pay attention to every single little detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish. So you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. Stay with us, Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. 
Hey, glad you stuck with us. This is the final segment. We've got a lot to cover here in the last two minutes. I want to hit on Roberto Clemente. It's Roberto mm -hmm. Clemente Day. We've got the pins. Got to love the pin that we got Great going player, on right man. here. Very yep. cool. He's going yeah. to be honored before the ball game. Of course, Rightfully so. Most people know about his incredible career, 19-year right. career in the big leagues. Uh, MVP in 1966, 12-time All-Star, nine gold gloves. He was amazing. 3,000 hits and then, of course, passed away in 1972 on a humanitarian effort trying to bring aid to the Nicaraguans after an earthquake. I mean, it's an amazing story yeah, about an amazing man on the field and off. My question to you guys, Randy, first of all, did you get a chance to see him play? My regret, you know, I saw him play, obviously, okay. but, I mean, I uh, got called up, like, in, in the, the first quarter, you know, June of 73. Yeah. I, I just missed him. He passed away, you know, at the first of the year. Right. In that plane accident. And that was one regret. I'd, I'd, I'd love to, you know, see him from 60 feet, 6 inches. Yeah, it sounded like he was absolutely amazing. Man. A as far as, I mean, we're talking about Latin players. Was there another Latin player that you either faced or played against or wish you'd played against that you really admired? No, I, I think all the guys that you talk about, you know, Latin players and stuff, and, you know, like probably the first one that come to mind, you know, Cedeno and, and some of the guys that, mm. you know, were there, and, and, uh, and it, it was just great. But n nobody really sticks to Cedeno does just because of the battles that we had. <laughs> That's it, a good you, matchup. You, yeah, you just you don't forget those. Right, right. They stick you in know, your mind. Foul, foul pick. Derek, how about you? Favorite uh, player you wish you'd seen? Latin player or favorite wish one? I, well, wish, wish I had seen to have been Roberto Clemente. There's, there's no doubt there. But the guy I've, I've liked watching for, you know, 15 years, Albert Pujols. Oh, you know, yeah. tremendous hitter. Not a tremendous ball. Him player. and Pedro Martinez. He was, he was on my list of all. There you go. And we got Favorite one here guys. right now in David Ortiz. Good. Yep, no doubt. By the way, Tyson Ross is the nominee for the Roberto Clemente Award for the San Diego mm -hmm. Padres, so congratulations to him. Hey, join us tomorrow, 530 to 630. Brady Phelps is here, Bill Center, Chris Ello. Thanks for joining us on Padres Social Hour.